All right, all right, all right, all right. It is 7 p.m. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new night. Um, we're trying something new. Uh, being that my Saturdays are being booked up with things to do, I decided to move it to Tuesday. And it may even come down to us not doing it um, live, but I hope not because I really like to engage with you all, with you all um, at the same time without having to go back and read the comments and then getting back out to you. So I want you to feel like whatever you have to say is important to me at the time. And so hopefully we can keep it live. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining again. This is another episode of In the Damn Way, Life, Love, and Everything in Between. I am your host and creator, The Real Brandy Alexander. And I welcome you if this is your first time. And if it's not, thank you for coming back. Um, Tonight we're going to talk about something that uh, started with a few conversations that I've had in the last couple of weeks and also something that I've questioned myself and it is revealing your past. What is your biggest fear? Um, tonight I don't have any statistics. Everything that I'm going to talk about tonight is my theory and it's also based off real life experiences. So um, what I'm coming to you tonight with is real. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, or you just want to say a few words, please put it in the chat, put it in the comments um, on Instagram if you're able to um, request that I add, uh, pull you on the show so that you may ask your question live. Please do so if you can. Otherwise, just bear with me as we go through this conversation of revealing your past. What is your biggest fear? And I know for me, um, revealing my past is, is never been the easiest thing to do. Um, I, I know I've told you guys that I was a very, or am a very private person. I don't have a lot of friends and my friends that know me a piece of, they know a piece of me, each one of them, depending on the person. Um, and I only have about four, um, people that I would consider friends. And so with that being said, when... It was laid on my heart to actually unveil who I was as a person and do it publicly and help those who may um, need someone that has gone through it so that it's not a judgment zone. Um, it was hard. It was very hard. And in the, be in the beginning, I was still picking and choosing what I wanted to say, um, using stories that may be kin to me, I guess that's a good word to use, um, but it, it, it isn't, um, it wasn't my life per se, if that makes sense. Like it, it wasn't something that I had to deal with um, myself, but it may have been something that someone else had that, that dealt with that was close to me um, in some of the instances and, and, and examples that I had given you all. But as I went back and reflected on some things that a friend of mine was going through and um, she was dealing with a child who she was trying to help her to understand why she made some of the choices that she made. It just made me think back to growing up. And um, for those who don't know, my mom and dad separated when I was 
about eight or nine years old and I was a true daddy's girl. Um, and so when they separate, although let me say this, my mom and I did have a relationship. Um, we had a very good relationship, but when they separated something about the separation kept my mom and I from having the relationship that I wanted. Um, the more I tried to reach her, the more she pushed me away. Um, the more I tried to be what I would, what I thought would it would take for her to recognize that I loved her too. Um, she was never a able to be responsive to the love that I was giving her, and so it made for a very trying childhood. In turn, um, I wanted to get out of it. I wanted to get out of her house. I wanted to get away from her. I did not want to be bothered with her. I resented her. It made for a very tough adult relationship. And the only reason why it, it did that was because she never sat down and spoke to me to tell me the reason that led up to us leaving what I considered home. She just kind of picked us up and, and moved us away and never really spoke about it. And even as an adult, she's never truly been honest about it. And as a person with children, I have to say that that is the most hurting thing that you could ever do to a child is to deny them um, the conversation of some things that may be in your past. And the reason why I say that is because we're quick to um, teach our children not to do this and not to do that without giving them any kind of guidance or giving them any backstory as to why we're asking them not to do this and not to do that. And, you know, we can always say, you know, I, I've done that, but it, sit down and explain it to me. Why did you do it? What, what was the circumstances? Um, and so for, for me and my mom, it, it definitely put a toll, a, a real bad toll on our relationship. And even as I am 42 years old, we don't have the mother-daughter relationship that I wish that we had. Um, but it's still because she's dealing with, I, I assume, um, the reasons for her not embracing me uh, when she had the opportunity. Now, when we have the conversation, it's been so long to where I get an answer this way. Um, and depending on how she's feeling the next time, it's that way. It doesn't make you feel good to know that someone would hide something that could have helped you. I feel like had my mom been more honest with me, I could have helped her through her trying times and she could have definitely uh, kept me from being in the toxic relationships that I can um, put myself in, um, even becoming a teenage mom, you know, stuff that things I wasn't ready for, but things I, I put myself into because it felt good and being her daughter didn't feel good. Um, she wouldn't talk to me and she wouldn't sit down and, and just explain to me. And and I know I'm a child, so I, I was a child, so I wasn't, you know, privy to all of that, um, I guess, back then. But it wouldn't have hurt for her to actually have a conversation with me and 
So even as I looked at my own child, I did the same thing, right? So all my past is, was concealed. You know, I talked to my children and loved them the best way I could, but I could not love them. And I've, and I've spoken about this in previous shows. If you want to go back and watch it, it is on, um, on YouTube and it's on my website. But I couldn't love my children the way that I really wanted to love them because I was so busy trying to conceal my past. I didn't want them to know that, you know, I was abused or I didn't want them to know that, you know, um, I went through some terrible situations. I didn't want them to know that I was almost molested, almost kidnapped. I didn't want them to know that, you know, I had dealt with men just to get money. Um, and some of that they learned tonight with y'all, but, <laughs> um, but I didn't want them to know, like, I did not want them to know. And what it was, what it had done was hardened me. And so when I started to, um, I started to, um, parent my children, I was doing the same thing my mom was, was doing with me. I wasn't sitting, sitting them down and actually having a conversation and I was more cold and not that it, I didn't love them, but I was cold to myself. So I could not be open to them. If that makes sense. I was trying so hard to deal with or not deal with or suppress what I had gone through. So I was, you know, keeping everything so bottled up and, and it was just coming out in, in, in ways that was not my favorite word conducive to their growth. Um, and then when they became adults, they felt like, or they had imagined that I had, um, I had said without saying that I wanted or, um, oh, not wanted, but expected. That's the word. I expected more from them than I did. And I really didn't. Um, I really just, I expected them to graduate high school. I mean, I have three young black men. I definitely expect them to do that. That, that was not an option, but after, and I expected them, expected them not to become teenage parents. I expected that much. But anything else beyond high school, that was their decision. But I did encourage them. But my encouragement wasn't softened because I was not soft. So it came off as you ain't got no choice. You have no choice. But I was unwilling to sit with them and talk to them and really let them in because I was afraid of what they would think of me after the fact. One thing about me, my kids are and have always been the the thing that the thing that motivates me, the thing that keeps me going. So the one thing I would never do is ever want to show up and not show up in the best light for them. But that doesn't help them. That just helps me. All I'm doing is hiding my true self from them. And then when they become adults and start to learn these things, you know, and, and when they react, I'm offended by their reaction but it's the way I've had, you know, I've had to give it to them. I've held it from them from, for so long, you know, and now that it's coming out and it's coming out the way it's coming out, um, now they're, they're able to pass a, um, 
a judgment on how I did what I did. Not so much what I did, but how I did what I did, how I gave it to them, how I waited, how I could have spoken up and said these things to them early in life, which would have probably helped them, you know, as they grew older. You know, the fact that, you know, I was drinking real bad at 13 years old. I mean, real bad. And I didn't think that, oh, you better share this with your, with your kids. Like if they're in a, um, a situation to where their, their self-esteem is, is broken. Like it could cause you to want to do this and want to do that. And I'm telling you why not just, not just that you better not do this and you better not do that. Cause that was my, that was my mentality. That was my, my goal. And that was what I spoke out of my mouth. But instead I should have sat them down and said, look, self-esteem is something that is some, that is, that can be destroyed if you're not around the right people. They would uh, tear you down and they would make you feel a ways about uh, your appearance or how you dress or how you talk or what you do. And, you know, that is not that's not the way that you you supposed to see yourself. You're supposed to see yourself in the, in the best light at all times. You look in the mirror and you love what you see, not what others see, because honestly, being that um, I wasn't shaped, you know, I was very skinny. Now, I'm not skinny no more, but I was very skinny back in the day. And so everybody else wasn't. And, you know, so I wanted to fit in. You want to fit in when you don't belong or feel like you don't belong. Or maybe you, um, you know, feel like you have to change. And, you know, but anyway, these things can cause um, more problems. And had I just explained that to them, I feel like they would have gotten the point a lot easier than me constantly saying, don't do this and don't do that. And y'all better not do this and y'all better not do that because it only made them want to do it. That's all it did. So going back to revealing my past, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm exposing so much of me and giving so much of me and, you know, my family and, um, the things that I've gone through in, through in life, you know, I wonder if my church members are going to look at me different. I wonder if my friends are going to, you know, hold on to their man because they've heard that, you know, I've, I've dealt with men who have been in, you know, relationships. I wonder if that'll be their, you know, their um, go-to when they see me. I wonder if men watch this will, will think that, I'm easy or um, any any multitude of things because of my past. And so it, it, was, it was very hard for me to actually be honest. But then as I was getting criticism from the people that I love the most, and they were like, look, you're going to have to be honest. You're going to have to lay it out there. And whatever is laid out there, Whomever picks it up and loves you for who you are, those are who you keep in your life. Anybody else? Remove them. So when my friend girl came to me and, you know, some things had happened between her and her child. And she was so upset because her child was, felt um, betrayed. Oh my God, you didn't tell me this. And, 
da 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 and then my friend felt betrayed and you know oh my god I can't believe da 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 and and my thing to her was she's a child this is new to her you're going to have to sit down and have the conversation I don't just she doesn't deserve a, she does deserve you to sit down and explain to her why you did what you did because I'm sure that whatever you did or whatever decisions that you made were for her best interest but she doesn't know that and even after you speak to her and even after you have the conversation she still may not be able to grasp that you had her best interest at heart but at least you gave her the opportunity to say okay either I get it or I don't but when you just turn your back on the fact that um, your child is wanting to know why, when you turn your back, you're turning your back on that child. You're stunting their growth. You're setting them up for a failure somewhere in life because now they're going to build that distrust, distrust, for people and what they say. Um, Nikki says, that's right. No one is perfect, perfectly flawed. Yes. So true. So true. And people don't understand it. They feel like they have to be this and be that. Hey, I was the same way. You know, like you could not tell me that if I, if I didn't speak this way and didn't do that way, you know, that I wasn't perfect. But if you really got to know me, I was so flawed. And I was so scared to show them flaw those flaws because I didn't want to lose the people that I had around me. Well, if I lose them, so what? But I was tired of wearing the mask. I'm tired of wearing the smile when I feel like crying. I'm tired of, you know, putting on the clothes when I don't even feel like getting out of bed. But I'm doing it because this is what you expect to see when you see me. Cute at all times. Hair stayed done, nails done, clothes on. You know, this is what you expect to see. And then when you don't see it, um, you know, you like, oh, okay, you are you alright? That ain't you. Well, yeah, it is me. Sometimes I don't feel like it. I got a hat and some earrings and a hoodie right now. I don't feel like putting on clothes to, to do a part, you know, do my podcast today. And, and I should be okay with that. That's who I am. But if I came in here glammed up every week, makeup on, and sometimes I do have on makeup, sometimes I don't. Makeup on, I'm giving you a false pretense of who I am. For fear that you may judge me if you don't see me you know, glammed up with the nice clothes on for fear that you're not going to receive what it is I'm saying because I'm not giving it to you in such a way that I look so appealing. Well, you know what? If you're looking for appeal, this might not be the right podcast for you. We're trying to heal. I'm not trying to look or be anything that I'm not. I tell you already, I'm not a therapist, but I will do some research about some things that I have conversations about because I never want you to feel like what taking my word for it, 
you know, is, is what I'm asking you to do. No, I'm asking you to do the research yourself because it's out there. Because in order to heal, knowledge is key. And if I'm going to break these generational curses, then I got to have the awkward conversation with my children. So now I'm having the conversations before I have the conversations with you all, other than something I said earlier. But anyway, having the conversations and I'm being more open and more honest. And you know what? Now my children and I are having conversations. I'm not talking at them and them just listening. We're having conversations and they're pouring into me and giving me, you know, what it is that's bothering them and, and how they feel about this. And they're, they feel easy, easy when they speak to me and not agree with everything that I say, because it might not be right in their eyes and their view and what they believe. But as long as I was giving them my truth in my way, I was keeping them from understanding that they do have an opinion and that the truth can sometimes be the truth for different people in different ways. Everything that I say is not always um, true for everybody. I let them know that I was flawed. So now when they correct me, when I say something wrong, it's no hard feelings. Now, sometimes it's shade and I will call out shade because I do know what that is. But most of the times it's just, you know, to make sure I'm on point. But not so much on point to where I look like I don't know, but just enough to. So you'll know how to do it the next time. I can appreciate that. But again, you know, back to my girlfriend. Um, I don't know if she's had that conversation yet, but it can be awkward and it can be hard and it can be, it can be un unnerving, unsettling, but isn't that what healing is? It's not easy. It doesn't happen just because you say, you know what? I want to get over this. I want to get through this. I want to get whatever. It does not happen that way. Nothing that. I wanted to do in order to do something better came easy. When I wanted to buy a house, um, that wasn't easy. I had to come up with 3% in 30 days, period. Credit cards had to be paid off and they wanted my 3%. And it's just like, wait, what? But I wanted it. And I did the necessary work to make sure that it got done. No problem. When I gave up my place and went to sleep on the floor at my dad's house so I can fix my credit so that I could go and get the apartment and the car and the whatever else I wanted with no problem with nobody telling me no because I was tired of being rejected. It wasn't easy. I got my own place. I'm working Every day. And you mean to tell me I'm sleeping on the floor at my dad's house because I gave my son the room? He ain't got but a two-bedroom. But you have to do the necessary work. Again, revealing your past is not going to be easy. It's fearful. It is scary getting on this microphone and actually getting in front of you guys and telling you guys things that personally affect, affected me. 
um, and not knowing what it is that you're saying or not being able to see your face and see how you're reacting to what it is that I'm saying. Like that is the most fearful thing in the world. But I will not stop doing it if it means someone else is getting healed right along with me. We both walk in this walk together. And when I see one person show up, then that means I'm, I'm, I'm helping somebody. Or when I see a hundred people show up, I'm helping someone. I had another person that's coming, come to me and, you know, he, uh, a church member. And he was saying, you know, all his life, he's been pleasing everybody else. And, you know, he really doesn't know who he is. If I tell people who I really am. Are they going to still be with me? And I told them, I said, revealing who you are, revealing that past of who you were and what you've done is the hardest thing to do. But again, are you trying to get some peace in you or are you trying to continue pleasing other people? Because that is not peaceful. I got to remember too much. I got to remember when I come to your house, I got to be bougie. And when I go to your house, I need to be hood. And when I'm over your house, I need to act like this. And when I'm over your house, I, that, mm-mm, we're not doing that. All because I'm too afraid to tell you that I don't like to act like that. And I don't like to act like that either. Now I like to have a good time, but I like to be me. This is me. I'm laying it out here for you. Miss Nikki said, I commend you for speaking your truth and being transparent. Vulnerability takes a lot out of some people. It's healthy. It is. It definitely does. And thank you. Thank you. Again, it's not the easiest thing to do. And a lot of people, you know, I, I remember telling you guys, this guy was on TikTok and he was like, this girl thinks she has, this black girl. I had to be the black girl. I just couldn't be a girl. But this black girl thinks she has a podcast. Baby. If I can get up here and talk, I have whatever it is I told you that it was. Period. You might not like it. You may not agree with it. But if I have to get up here and tell my story in order to help others heal and also heal myself you ain't gonna be able to tell me what this is this whatever I say it is so you have to be willing to accept the haters you have to be willing to accept the backlash you have to be willing to um, stand ten toes down on who you were I used to boost clothes. A lot of my friends don't know that. Boost the heck out of some clothes. Till I about got caught. And that was the end of my boosting spree. But now when people find that out, are you going to put your pocketbooks away because you think I'm going to steal something? I don't want nothing you have. I was 16 years old and I was stealing for my baby. But you're not going to hear that part. Are you going to hear is she was boosting. And so I say to you, and I'm not going to keep turning this wheel 
um, trying to get something different from it. I say to you, if your past is something you plan to get through in order to get to your healing place, a place of peace and a place of serenity within yourself, because that's all I want. I'm not doing it so I can get a husband and I'm not doing it so I can go viral and I'm not doing it so I can do whatever it is, you know, be popular. I'm doing it because at the end of the day, I'm so tired of trying to be everything somebody else wants me to be. The aunt, the cook, the, the responsible one, the this, the that. I don't like being responsible for no one else but myself and my kids. Like, I'm so happy that they're adults. It's not even funny. That's a hard job, being responsible for everybody. Cooking, you know, for the holidays, I don't want to do that. I told my kids from now on, we're going on vacation on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Period. Let's go. Wherever we want to go, that's where we're going. But we're not having no ham, turkey, and I'm not having everybody come to my house. I don't like it. So why am I going to continue to do it? But no one knows that because I wasn't revealing who I really was or what I really thought because for fear of what everybody else was going to think. Oh, she don't want to be with family. Oh, she don't want to be bothered. I don't like to really be bothered. Now, when I do, I do. But I like to be left alone a lot of times. And I'm okay with that. I'm not bothering nobody. I'm not going to come to your house. I'm not that person. You know, my kids have their own place. And they can tell you on one hand, they can count on one hand, one hand, how many times I've been to their house. And it was probably just to help them move in. If that, I don't bother nobody unless I feel like talking or have a problem and I need to vent or I need to, you know, check on my friends and see how they doing. But I don't want to be bothered. And a lot of people can't handle that. You know what you mean? You know what? You know what? <laughs> when I first started this journey, you know, my sister was like, oh my God, you, you gotten so mean. How do you know if I've gotten mean or if I'm just being truthful? Because I've never really spoken up before now. I've never really spoken my truth until now. For fear, for this right here, to be judged. I'm being judged by you. Because I don't want to do this and say that and, and be around y'all and, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, now all of a sudden, I'm a different person. No, I'm the same person. I just don't like these things that I never have. But now that I'm being truthful and honest and standing on my truth and saying, you know what? If you don't like the real me, I'm sorry. I'm coming out of that fear. I'm not letting my past continue to dictate my future. We're not doing that. Book by Cachet say, the naysayers, shaking my head. I'm proud of you. You're speaking the truth. What others are thinking, it's time we all start living our truth. So true. That's my cousin. But it's so true. Like, and, and, and I can't express it enough. Like, people want to keep you boxed in and keep you 
fearful of, of what you've been through and continue to call you what you were. Oh, girl, you know, she slept with da-da-da-da. Oh, girl, you know, she used to da-da-da-da. You know, she used to be in the club, but now she in the church. Guess what? Who business is it? Why are you worried about it? That was the old me. But again, it took me actually being brave enough to come on this podcast and not and, and and get the feeling for it first, but then deciding along the way, you know what? If you're gonna tell it, you're gonna have to tell it. And some people are gonna be mad. And I was trying to, you know, I was trying to um, spare people feelings and you know make people feel comfortable and you know not you know spray nobody's business and again i'm still not spraying your business but i'm telling my truth and if it meant you stood beside me and it affected me then guess what it might come out now i ain't gonna call your name i won't be that devious but i will say what i feel I'm no longer living in that fear, y'all. And I hope that anybody who's watching, anybody who's connected to me, I hope that we break this generationally. I hope that we stop using that, what happens in this house stays in this house. Because you know what? That cliche is dead and gone. These kids out here acting a whole monkey disrespectful because we too busy trying to be their friend as opposed to having the real conversations with them and growing them to be responsible re adults. I'm trying to stop it before it get to my grandchildren or my niece, my great niece or, you know, nephews or whatever. I'm trying to stop it because it, it doesn't help anybody by us not talking about what it used to be it's not that anymore so what's wrong with speaking on it and saying you know what this is how we had to do what we do instead of talking about how poor we was i mean okay we got it we was broke we had roaches da, 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 da. i get all of that let's talk about the hurtful stuff that's laugh kiki whatever you know y'all got it good because we were so broke back in the day okay cool got that we have put a stamp on that as um, African-Americans who grew up um, broke. And I'm one of them. There again, grew up broke as all get out. But I love nice things. I love to go on vacation. I love to, you know, get all dazzled. Now, I'm not going to spend no whole bunch of money. Um, but my piece is... Gonna make you think I spent a whole bunch of money, but I didn't caught that thing on sale. Trust me. Okay? But it's those types of things that we have to talk to our children and say, you know what? I used to spend a lot of money on clothes because I felt like I needed to fit in. And in order to fit in, I had to have on the name brand this. Or I went to steal at Dillard's. So I could have the heel figure and the polo and the Calvin Klein because I couldn't afford it. That's real conversation. But I also have that conversation to say none of it made a difference. No one was checking for that heel figure sign. No one was checking for the polo to make sure it wasn't, uh, uh, was it the, um, 
the fake polo, USPA or whatever, whatever it is. Nobody was checking for that. Nobody was checking to see if I had a CK on the back of my jeans. Well, nobody lifting up my shirt. So I'm doing all this boosting and 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 um, risking going to jail, even though I was a, a teenage parent. I'm risking my child being taken away because he at the mall with me while I'm stealing. I'm risking all the all of that to make you happy so that I can fit in your group. Well, how about we turn that around and I make you fit in my group? Because I'm going to create my own group. We have to start being honest. We have to let those fears become a reality and then stomp them. Bring them up. Regurgitate all of that. Get it out. And then when you get it out, you can walk away from it and, and, and like the song said, and I've said this before, that all the other names fade away. You don't get to keep bringing that with me because I'm not going to answer to it. You call me thief, I'm not answering. You don't want me to speak to your boo? Good. Don't invite me over here no more. Now I get to write my own story. I get to make the rules. I get to say who gets to stay, and I get to say I get to say who's being removed. That's what I get to do. Because no longer will I allow my past to make me so fearful of what others are going to think of me that I'm going to continue to live as if it didn't exist. It existed. I got through it. I got around it. I'm working over it. And guess what? It's done. So I'd accept me for who I am or they go to dough. Again, I told y'all this wasn't going to be a long one. One, because it wasn't a lot to, you know, to go into it. And I don't have any tips to help you other than be honest, be real, have the awkward conversations, release that off your chest. Quit tiptoeing around your past in order to make others happy and in order to keep your children from knowing who you really are because you might be saving them. I wish my mama had been honest with me. I wish she had told me if her and my dad had a problem or he was abusive or he had a drug problem. I wish she would have told me all of that because maybe I wouldn't have blamed her. Maybe we could have got through it. Maybe I could have been the rock that she needed in order to get through what it was she was going through. But if you don't speak your truth and you hold on to that and you self-medicate, the only people you hurting are the people who love you the most. My mother was a hardcore drinker. But she was trying to suppress what it was that she was feeling, the emotions that she was going through, whatever it was that she was going through. Now, I'm not going to, I can't speak on that because again, I still don't know at 42. But what I do know is I've tried to hide behind, behind alcohol and weed. And so I understand the concept. I was self-medicating too because I saw her doing the same thing. See how it keeps going generationally? We got to stop it. I don't know about you, but I'm stopping mine today. October 17th, 739. This is where we get off.
I thank you guys for joining me this week. I hope you learned something. I hope you take what I said to heart and actually do what it takes to make your family heal. Not just yourself, but make your family heal so that we can change these generational curses that have been on our lives, on our families for so long. I'm done. Join me next week. We're going to step into colorism. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. I know I switched up my shows because I supposed to have been colorism two weeks ago. But you know what? That's what happens when you're the creator. You can create whatever you want to create. And next week, we're going to talk about colorism. So I hope that you join me. We'll be live again next week. Same time, same channel. Um, if you want to catch this again, it will be on my YouTube page. The Real Brandy Alexander is the name of the page. Also on my website, uh, it will have audio, um, therealbrandyalexander.com. I'm also on Apple Music. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Pandora. I'm on Amazon. I'm out here, y'all. I'm out here, y'all. Or out, chill. So, I hope you guys join me. Cache says, I gotta tune in for that. Honey, I hope you join the show and have the conversation with me. But I understand if you're not ready yet. But I'm waiting on you. So, Thank you guys for joining. You guys have a wonderful night. I look forward to seeing you guys next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Thank you.